0: Welcome back to the Colorado Springs Business Podcast. My name is Andrew Hasley, and I am the host of the show. Today, we're sponsored by Vehement Visuals, which is my video production company. Uh, what we do is we really uh, help businesses tell their story in a compelling way to build that connection with their their viewership, their audience, uh, their clients, or potential prospects. And then also, it helps the, helps the videos that we... There's a specific video we make called the Video Business Card, where... It helps people make a logical decision as well. It gets that emotional connection and then helps them make a logical buying decision at the end, or by by the time they watch the the entire two minute video. And that's pretty much not not pretty much, but that's the main thing that Behemoth Visuals does. And uh, that's the, the the best product we have, I think. And uh, there's there's other things we can do with video stuff, and and that's in there of course, but uh, that's the main thing. And uh, Next, we're sponsored by the Colorado Springs Business Podcast, which is uh, if you'd like to have me read a 15-second to one-minute ad at the beginning of every episode, and we do 20 episodes a month, uh, we can make that happen. So reach out to cosbusinesspodcast at gmail.com or just reach out to me on social media or any of the platforms. And uh, that's the ad for Colorado Springs Business Podcast. Uh, The next ad is... uh, it's more of a promotion it's promoting the patreon space that we have uh, uh, that we have a patreon page for the show which we're gonna do another bonus some bonus content on there and that allows people to, to help show their support but it also there's going be there's gonna be uh, extra stuff that you get out of it because I wanted to, to stray away from it feeling like a donation platform I wanted it to actually provide some value and be a service itself as well so there's the patreon page there's different membership levels uh, for different things that you get out of it. And that's the ads for today. And I forgot to ask you how to pronounce your last name before we got, or before we got on the show. So, no, so I'll fun. let you introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, my name is Evan. Last name is Lipford. Okay, Anyways, Lipford. Yeah, out,
0: See, out. Okay, good, because a lot of times uh, it's not how it looks <laughs> I know, I know, Oftentimes, right? Yes, oftentimes. Yep. Yeah, so uh, could you tell us in like a sentence or two what you do? I guess you do a lot You got a lot of businesses going on, right?
1: Yeah, I do, I do But the main business that I own is called Commerce Puzzle Okay um, We're a software development and brand strategy company Nice uh, So we design your business culture
0: Oh, sweet. So, yeah, that's cool. Well, I can't wait to get into that in this episode, and yeah. I'm going to roll the intro music. Excellent. This is a show where we have real conversations with entrepreneurs and business owners who are mostly in Colorado Springs doing things in the community of Colorado Springs. Awesome. Evan, how's it
1: going? Good, man. Another Good. day in paradise. What about yourself?
0: Same here, man. Like, literally. That's why I, I decided to make this city a home base, because it, it feels like paradise. It's beautiful here, huh? Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure. And I guess paradise is, is what you make it, in a way. All subjective, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So, So yeah, I, I agree with that sentiment. <laughs> Another day of paradise. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, your business, uh, how... Uh, what is your, how long have you been in business? And uh, we're going to dive into that and like maybe some of the other pieces of the puzzle.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, pun intended, right? Yes. Um, we've been open since 2018. Um, we're a software company. That's the easiest way to explain it. But we're a full service software company. So we can develop any piece of software that you need. Um, I think what makes us a little bit different is uh, the way that we inject culture into our technical expertise. Um, oftentimes when a business owner reaches out to a technical expert, uh, it's a very, you know, one plus two equals three thing uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of they have an idea and they want somebody just essentially to be an extension of expertise to bring that idea to life. Mm -hmm. Um, we go in and extract the whole idea of your company's culture and then we use software to, you know, emphasize and and bring that to life.
0: Okay. And, uh, so you're not a technician. You do more than that.
1: Yeah. Or creators, artists. Okay. And, and that's really what what it doesn't really matter what piece of uh, uh, well, I wouldn't say piece. It doesn't really matter what sector of software development that you're in. Um, I think a big uh, uh, misconception about it is that it is technical mm-hmm. and largely it's not right. You, you learn the you learn the syntax to a language. And then after that and after you learn the, the basic structure of programming in general, mm-hmm. you can essentially go pick up any language that you want to. it's it's art (laughs) yeah it's art but then exactly then it becomes art right after you know how to make bring something to Mm -hmm. life now you're left with the task of what are you going to bring to life
0: and it's funny because i think like the first thing you learn as a coder is is an artistic the hello world thing yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely right
1: (laughs) right and then hello world against however many languages you feel like doing it against and then and then it just, from the outside looking in, it's a completely different industry than what it is in the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but oftentimes people who do code and, and do program get lost in that as well, right? They, they just want to be very technical, almost like bots. Mm-hmm. Um, but you cannot connect with a, a consumer that way. For sure.
0: Yeah. And uh, so how do you guys uh, define culture? What, is, what does that mean for a company?
1: Well, we can't. OK. Right. That, that's the interesting part, because culture is never defined by one person. OK. Um, and w- one thing that we do in a brand strategy consultation, which is the the first step to any type of service that we deliver, is we have the business owner tell us what they hope that their culture will be. And mm-hmm. then we like to show the definition of culture across a couple of different dictionaries. OK. And it's always defined as the collective thought of okay. a specific item, thing, um, city, whatever you want, populace, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. But your culture is going to be defined by a group of people. So, Mm -hmm. so, you know, we, we go in and ask them, you know, what do you hope that your culture will be? Right. Um, Let's say that somebody wants to have a business culture. It's very heavy on customer service. Okay. It's hard to communicate that um, if your software is impossible to use or your website is inaccessible. You're not, you're Mm -hmm. not servicing your customer at that point. So it's largely defined by uh, a group of people and our job is to just find out exactly what the business owner hopes that their culture can be Mm -hmm. and then construct some type of um, technical method to get that done
0: and so 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 what's some examples of culture i think uh the company that i'm doing releasing the premiere for later and this is going to be released after that so fortunately i'm this is this isn't a plug for that (laughs) right but uh that they've they've defined their culture as like they got like a uh, a nerdy kind of culture. They got like rocket, all their, all their, all their trucks are, are named after rocket ships and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And they kind of got this like space and it's called, it's called planet Duct. Right. So it's like, they got that kind of culture. Is that, is that, is, is that culture?
1: Yeah, that can definitely be a company culture. Um, Again, culture is experience, right? Mm-hmm. So, so what they would hope to do is, is build, that up that platform or that system or that company and then if somebody else comes and joins in or somebody is a consumer of their product or service they want them to feel that mm. right that's the whole point of culture so yes. it's always going to be decided by the people who are working with you mm. for you or purchasing your product or service so definitely that could definitely be part of your company culture
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. and so i was just thinking applying it to the colorado springs business podcast is I'm sure color plays into a lot of it as mm-hmm. like a brand in like really getting that feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, blue is very important for this show. Like right. it's it's just how I've uh, branded it. And, you know, that's just important for a company to have like a uh, brand colors as well, I think.
1: Yeah, and absolutely. Absolutely. Psychologically speaking, different colors are going to give you different points Um, Of emotion, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Blue is usually used for to get across professionalism. Blue is used in like a lot of law firms and banks and stuff like that. And this is a business. This is a business podcast. (laughs) So then you see the continuity there. Yeah. Um, But one thing that we were talking about before the show started uh, is the contributions that you've had from the local business owners. So that's a part of your culture there, Mm -hmm. whether that was um, an intentional piece or not. Well, excuse me. Obviously, it's not. uh, You know anybody's intent to get stuff for free Mm -hmm. but it's obviously your intent to make people feel like they're at home yes and then and then a byproduct of that is people contributing Mm -hmm. to the podcast as if it was their home yeah so for sure yeah yeah. right right. (laughs) so so you're building a company culture that's an extension of probably who you are as a person Mm -hmm. um and then you see you know how other people react to them yeah and and it's
0: i think uh it's it's a community-based culture for this podcast because i mean Mm -hmm. it's it wouldn't be, it needs people. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I guess all businesses need people for the most part. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. And, and you know, the contributions that have come to the show don't get here by saying, Hey, we're a community based podcast. What can you do for us? Yeah. It's they come <laughs> and they feel that this is a community based establishment. So then they get the feeling of, Hey, let me, let me contribute, let mm-hmm. me contribute. So, yeah. And that, that's why I, I knew it was an important
0: piece for the company culture to, when I want, got the idea to get a location for it, that mm-hmm. it needed to be downtown Colorado Springs uh just because it's a business podcast it's called the Colorado Springs Business Podcast and uh, downtowns often represent business mm-hmm. and so it's like it's perfect yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: continuity right? Yes. right you want you want to be you want to be consistent across every aspect and avenue of your business whether that be software whether that be like standard operating procedures your location it doesn't really matter what mm-hmm. it is you want each portion of your business to represent what the business ultimately stands for and we just bring that to um software development,
0: nice. Yeah. So, what do you think have been some some big challenges with starting this business uh, that you've had to overcome?
1: Well, um, that's an interesting question. I think probably I think we're in a weird spot right now uh, uh, in reference to technology. I, I don't think that a lot of people realize how technically advanced our society is right now, mm-hmm. um, and how quickly we're coming up on. Uh, our big advancements being decided by legislation. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, you know the 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 current government is going to look to ban TikTok. This is a really good example, right? Yes. Um, the first you know autonomous uh, truck delivery nationwide happened like four or five years ago, right? We're sitting on so much more technology mm-hmm. right now than people realize, and then you combine that with the fact that things get we get desensitized to things quickly, yeah, and things get normalized quickly. Um, it's 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 quite. A interesting thing to be able to pick up a phone and ping somebody on the other side of the world. Yeah. That's one thing that's weird. But then the fact that you can send a video, that's weird. And then a high-resolution video. And then you can edit that video to have words in it and so on and so forth. So with that said, I think the biggest challenge is just getting people's head wrapped around the importance of technology and the role that it's going to play in the future. Okay. it's probably been the biggest challenge over And why is that a challenge? Well, because certain industries don't need technology right now today, Mm. and they haven't traditionally needed technology to be successful. And sometimes success can be your worst enemy in terms of gauging your future success. Mm. Just because something worked today doesn't mean it's gonna work tomorrow. You get stuck in old ways. Right, you get stuck in old ways. And sometimes rightfully so, if your old ways are monetarily beneficial, For sure like where's your motivation to move why fix it if
0: it ain't broken exactly
1: exactly (laughs) that's that 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 philosophy works in every part of life except for technology okay (laughs) and the the answer to that is because we can yeah right why fix it if it's not broken my space wasn't broken but here's facebook
0: yeah right facebook competitors Yeah. right
1: facebook wasn't i mean that's that's capitalism Mm um um, facebook started
0: using ai exactly really really calculating a good model to make money
1: right (laughs) right and they never technically had to nothing was ever broken but Mm -hmm. it's just you're always going to want to grow And expand. And there's going to be
0: others that are doing it and you're going to get left behind if you don't. And it (laughs) happens
1: quickly with technology as well. That's the big thing. And another thing is the amount of external factors that you just don't know are at play. And Mm -hmm. I think this pandemic is a good thing, right? The pandemic hits and then all of a sudden you have a plethora of business owners, um, not to their fault, but who are essentially caught with their pants down almost, Mm -hmm. right? You get told that you can't run your business as you've traditionally been able to in a way that's benefited you monetarily. And you look to your right and your left and the only people that are existing are the people who have spent time developing their online footprint. Mm -hmm. So you just don't know how quickly things are going to change. And, you know, I think people, we take things for granted. I don't care how big Facebook gets. It's still a private company, right? They can do whatever they want. Yeah. They can roll out a Facebook algorithm that's going to completely shut down your business if they disagree with it Mm -hmm. or if, or for whatever kind of monetary benefit for them. Mm -hmm. Right. So making sure that you're prepared to move where the world is going um, I think is super, super important just simply because of how fast technology mm-hmm. um duplicates and and grows it's it's basically already here. <laughs> yeah, it is already here. I yeah. mean the, 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 it's I think people's minds would be blown if they knew what we could do right now, mm-hmm. right? If it, I mean, there's there's hurdles as far as money goes, and there's hurdles as far as legislation. But as far as the technology that's already built right mm-hmm. this second, it is extensive,
0: and a lot of entrepreneurs are known. To do things without permission yes <laughs> <laughs> that, i think that's probably a trait
1: yeah I, I always call i i say that um being an entrepreneur is a personality trait okay right and i think that's part of it yeah uh, just the lack of of seeking permission and sometimes even having a bad relationship with wanting to get permission as well mm-hmm. um and as as more people uh you know extend their expertise and get the ability to develop technology you never know what company is going to do to just to change things on you mm-hmm. and if you're not prepared you can end up on the bad side of that sometimes.
0: What's cool is I think uh, uh, coronavirus, uh, the COVID shutdown, the pandemic has, I don't know I needed to find that three times, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it has accelerated the inevitable yes. that was going to happen because Facebook, uh, with the way they've, uh, changed a lot of the things that happen on live live streams. I was hoping that they added uh, the being able to play other videos in it, but they mm-hmm. haven't done that yet. What are you doing, Facebook? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and it's 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 pushed the inevitable because, like you said, those businesses got caught their pants down, mm-hmm. and <laughs> mm-hmm. and then now these businesses that haven't adapted are you know unfortunately going to be extinct.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, capitalism is extremely unforgiving and you made a great point which is just it's an acceleration of the inevitable this mm-hmm. is coming regardless we're moving to an all digital world regardless of how anybody feels about it mm-hmm. it's, it's from a business perspective it's easier that way yes you get to expand your reach you have less overhead it's cheaper we're now starting to move into the new stage of this pandemic where um commercial real estate's taking a big hit you got companies like pinterest paying 80 90 million dollars to break their corporate lease because why would you not want to? Mm-hmm. Like well, like if we have Zoom, right? Mm-hmm. Why not not have to spend all of that money on overhead for rent? All of a sudden, your talent pool expands to the whole world. You no longer have to live yes. in the area that we have an office in, right? And you, you take that time and money and develop a training program or an onboarding program for all digital um, mm-hmm. working crew and you can impact the world in a greater way. So there's a yeah. lot of things that this pandemic, like you said, accelerated that were ultimately inevitable at the end. Yeah, it's kind of like we were just, uh, doing
0: a lot of the things we were doing just because that's how they'd been hey, they'd been done. Yeah. Like we, we like so much time wasted on office spaces, and also maybe there's like some some authoritarian feeling for bosses to want everyone to come to one space and absolutely. Be, in, be in their space. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I
1: mean, our collective consciousness doesn't move very quickly. We get used to things. Mm-hmm. But another thing that we do as humans is we have this extreme ego where we forget that things were not always this way. Yes. And things, and things will not always be this way. Like even the economic system that we're in right now. Um, we're not. It's not going to be this way forever, simply mm-hmm. because we're going to expand our technology so much that we don't need it to be this way. Yes. So there's so many changes that are going to happen, and that have happened, and that will happen. But I think that sometimes um, we forget that you know the whole world has not revolved around our specific experience mm-hmm. for sure.
0: And I spend a lot of time thinking about uh, that kind of stuff. How fast things ha- uh, like have changed. Yeah. Uh, multiple times. Right. <laughs> right.
1: Right. And and, and it's, it's interesting because you know, our, our thought process and perception is always the last thing to change. And like you said, maybe there's this uh, uh, this authoritarian desire to have people in one space so they can be under your thumb. Mm-hmm. But you see how much the workplace itself has changed in just a matter of like 30 years, mm-hmm. right? And I'm just, I'm only 27. So perhaps I should say <laughs> like 15 <laughs> years or something like that. So from, from my perception and my experience, but still, um, you know, humans, uh, as far as our collective consciousness, we usually develop a little slower. So things are happening a lot quicker than I think people care to admit to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: I I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I, I love the change and I, I, I'm, I've always looking forward to the future. I'm actually sad because I'm going to miss a lot of things because, because I want to see, uh, the solar system colonized. Right. And right. I, I don't know if that's going to be within my. Within my, uh, what do they call that, life capacity?
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean, it very well may be. Yeah. I mean, it, it just sounds weird, right? But you look at Elon Musk and what he's mm-hmm. doing with Neuralink, okay? Yeah. And then, and mm-hmm. then I mean, they just had their, um, uh, well, another premiere. It was really for purpose of recruiting. They're trying to get more employees mm-hmm. that are really highly skilled to work with them. Um, But this is something that's a chip that's going to go in your brain, right? It's going to be, you're going to cut out pretty much a quarter size hole in your skull, Mm -hmm. put this device in there. There's going to be wires that work with your uh, neurological system. And that right there (laughs) is going to prevent a whole lot of things that we usually have issues with, Um, Alzheimer's and all kinds of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, and And to the point where you could literally sever your spine and then, Gain the ability to walk Mm. if you had this machine, right? So our lifespan and how much it's going to extend, you never know. If you can stick around for 50 more years. I didn't consider that. Right, right. (laughs) If you can stick around for 50 more years, the average lifespan at that point may very well be 200, 300 years.
0: And maybe instead of going out, I'd like to think we may even go in with with virtual reality. Yeah. Like we don't even need a call. We could just... We could go anywhere. Or well, create and, and that's that's already here. <laughs> yeah. that, that's already here. It's yes. just not, in a way, it's just it, not there. Right, like, right. It's
1: just not not to that extent. But again, a lot of times that's by choice. It's not because we lack the technology. It's just that there's not really that huge of a uh, monetary motivation to develop this VR system that's going to make you feel like you're in space. That's a very niche thing. Yes. right? <laughs> but as as the as the uh, uh, economy continues to evolve mm-hmm. and things continue to change, the likelihood that somebody is going to be interested in developing that continues well, it's, to it's grow. It's all
0: about money. Mm-hmm. If you can make it. Very profitable, the then you're gonna attract everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And so it's essentially being and there's probably already economic systems within VR, uh like today. Yeah. But like imagine, you know, you go to space in your VR to go to work. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I mean,
1: uh, and we're, we're so close and you're right. The economic system aside, the virtual reality that already exists right now today. Mm -hmm. Um, we wouldn't necessarily, I I was just just going there. (laughs) We wouldn't necessarily call that virtual reality per se, in terms of being completely submerged. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're not able to, you know, discern reality from your virtual reality. But, same thing you're playing a game how many parents out there have checked their bank account and vr bucks or whatever you want to call it yeah <laughs> I, I bet they feel like there's a very real economic system mm-hmm. when their children are spending well what's cool is you can design of
0: things in world of warcraft and sell them And sell them yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and, and, and just yeah exactly the, it's already there and mm-hmm. then we're very quickly going to and that's to, software designing <laughs> it is it is It's software designing we're very quickly going to get to a point um where you are trying to decide What's more fun to be in virtual reality or just reality as it sits? It starts to get very matrixy.
0: It blends the line because even though it's virtual, it's still reality. Right. <laughs> and then
1: you get to the question of, okay, well, what is reality and what is perception? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, hallucinogenic drugs are like a great example. Mm-hmm. Somebody takes uh, something. It doesn't really matter what it is. They see something, they experience something, they feel something. They're they have a hard time obviously when they're under the influence deciding mm-hmm. what reality is or not. But even after that, yes, any type of come down, yeah, it can change you forever. And if you ask somebody what their experience was, and then how they would describe that reality from real reality, and then that line is super thin, if even there at all. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. a lot of <laughs> a lot of weird things that are very quickly um, on the horizon, and I think that we're seeing the beginning of it, right? Because if Elon Musk is successful, mm-hmm. if we can extend our lifespan even 50 years. Right. that That's massive, especially yeah. in terms of how much technology can develop in those 50 and years. And 50 years
0: can, I mean, not can be, it is a long ass time. Like super long time. It's double of what my entire existence is yeah. pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's
1: a super long time. It's a super long time when it comes to the development of technology. Oh, yeah. Because it's exponential. The it's Moore's, exponential. Moore's Law
0: doubles. Yeah. And, and well, that's different than exponential. I think Moore's Law... But uh, but yeah, it is exponential. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, Moore's law is gonna break down, and it's gonna start to. It's definitely Mm -hmm. gonna start to be exponential. And and but there's, oh, it's just we're we're on like the the frontier of a whole new world that I think a lot of us don't really think about. Um, and to kind of bring some technical aspect into this, right? Um, when it comes to developing software, I think that there's a common misconception that a human has control over all of this stuff, Mm. and that's just not the way that it works. You can develop an algorithm and then that algorithm will run and then you can give it. So, so basically what happens is an algorithm will just to simplify, it would be like a method of math. Mm-hmm. OK, so we'll say, OK, we have this parameter and this parameter. Well, this parameter can be the color red. This parameter can be the color blue. And then you can develop some software that says, well, if you mix this much red and this much blue, you'll get this shade of purple. Mm-hmm. Okay, But the issue is, as you start adding more and more parameters, it becomes impossible to keep track of these giant systems with one human brain or even a million or a billion. Mm-hmm. So we've already seen companies like Facebook develop um, artificial intelligence and literally have to shut it down because the AI developed a language of its own. Mm. That's already happened, and before. it was talking to itself. Yeah, and we can't we can't figure out what the hell it's saying. Oh wow! Right, that, that, that's what happens. We don't necessarily have control over all of this stuff. We build the algorithms, and mm-hmm. then the system will kind of go and take a mind of its own. And there's differences between artificial intelligence, machine learning, and deep learning. Mm-hmm. Um, artificial intelligence is is unbelievably easy to install. Something called narrow AI, and that's just like a chatbot, right? Mm-hmm. That's a chatbot on a website, right? You can go in, you can build out this chatbot to give specific responses to uh, to specific sets of input, right? So Mm -hmm. you're adjusting the output to the input and that right there is narrow AI. Okay. Machine learning will be a step up and then deep learning will be a step up. Okay. Machine learning is going to be able to um, uh, it's going to be able to alter the parameters Mm -hmm. uh, to, to produce something that is not necessarily what was put into it. And deep learning is going to be able to decide what parameters to put in and create them on their own. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. To put that into perspective. Right. If we have a system and we're trying to make the color purple. Right. We have red. We have blue. We mix them together. It makes purple and uh, narrow AI. It just takes red and purple or excuse me, red and blue and mixes them in. Machine learning will take red and blue, mix them in and then it'll look for a way within that red and that blue to optimize that process Mm -hmm. and deep learning is going to go ahead and pull colors from the spectrum that we can't even see or don't even have any knowledge of Mm -hmm. and then start creating these hues and colors of purple that we just can't even fathom. And then beyond that, maybe decide that it wants to create another color simply because it likes to color purple. Mm -hmm. And these are things that we just can't control. For sure.
0: And and programming it to start altering its environment is when things get really scary. (laughs) Exactly. Because the way way that it works Mm -hmm. is
1: the output, right, is going to be completely... um, produced by the external input mm-hmm. okay so if we start to to create something that we want to be able to react to the environment what happens when that environment changes right mm-hmm. well then obviously the the action of whatever robot we created is going to change um equally so then you start to get an area where you just don't really realize what's going on mm-hmm. so that's why we see things like ai having to shut down bots because they're creating a language that we have no idea what you're yeah. talking about
0: yeah yeah that's great cr- that's crazy yeah, yeah. yeah it's here
1: yeah, it's 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 cool and scary. Yeah, it is cool and scary. But I mean, you know, Elon Elon himself he he's he's terrified mm-hmm. of of artificial intelligence. Nobody's listening to him currently. Yeah. Um, and he's he's taking a a very hard stance on it. He thinks that we should like very heavily legislate exactly what we should even try to do with AI because mm-hmm. of how quickly it can get out of control, mm-hmm. and it can get out of control so fast. For sure. <laughs> so, so fast, and it will, and it will, and it's, you it's,
0: know, it's it's going to happen because all it takes is some kid in their basement uh that has figured this out yeah uh you know eventually once that that can happen like yeah and and it often is a kid in their basement (laughs) (laughs) in some way shape or form Mm -hmm.
1: i think a lot of people you know you you think maybe it's going to be a government agency that doesn't know not necessarily at all Mm -hmm. not necessarily at all it can be a kid in the basement that can build something extreme that can take off and and essentially you know produce a mind of its own at some point Mm point. And these are things that are on the horizon. These are things that are definitely going to happen. Because you just got to think, what if Facebook didn't shut down that bot? Like, what if Facebook didn't shut down that AI that was still running today, right? What would happen? Nobody knows. Maybe good, maybe bad, maybe something in between. But what happens when that choice is not a corporation who has billions to lose and it's somebody in the basement who just wants some entertainment? Yeah. So you never (laughs) know exactly how big these things can get. Um, It's very interesting being on the inside of it. And then seeing how the world reacts to it on the outside, um, but but we're we're on some new horizons for mm-hmm. sure.
0: Yeah. Do you watch uh, the show uh, Black Mirror?
1: I don't watch much TV okay. actually at all. I've seen it before though, yeah, and um um I've seen a few episodes, and and I think that it's probably a decent representation of some things that could possibly mm-hmm. happen. Um, but I think that they could probably be even worse than some of the things that are in that mm-hmm. that, that episode. And, and well, uh,
0: I mean, there's lots of ep- there's lots of episodes, I mean, right? 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 Yeah. Right? That that's in that series, I should say. There's yeah. a,
1: there's even a few seasons of that out now. It's been mm-hmm. running for, for running for a while. And mm-hmm. and and uh, that that they address a lot of different scenarios within each episode, right? And mm-hmm. then the, the the trajectory of the show is some kind of technological advancement is going to shake humanity at their core, mm-hmm. and then that's the reason that it's going to be. But even worse than that. Um, Those particular episodes or any particular episode, we have to think about it. Like if we grab the average American and ask them, you know, like, how would you define your self-worth? Most people are going to give an answer that's somewhere in the confines of business, Mm -hmm. right? Or, or, Or what they do that that represents the economic system. I'm an artist, right? You can get your self-worth from that, but you being an artist, you know how hard it is to be a starving artist. Mm -hmm. So even when you're an artist, you want to be able to make a living for yourself. So we're going to get to a point really quickly. What happens to the human psyche when you have to literally decide if you want to be in this world or a world of virtual reality? Mm -hmm. Like what, like what, what do you do? How do you get your self-worth for that day? Um, How do we relate to each other anymore? Right. If half the population is spending all their time in VR and mm-hmm. they can control all these parameters and just manipulate their environment and the other half of the population and spending all their time, all in of VR, their time yeah, and the yeah. other half of the population's not what happens at that point. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that some of the things in Black Mirror are definitely possible. But I think uh, a problem that we have that's coming up even quicker um, that doesn't involve so much drill down into a specific type of technology It's just, like, the psychology and the philosophy behind human life. Like, how does that coexist with uh, expansive mm-hmm. technology? Yeah.
0: yeah, and that show actually, uh, I think there was a specific episode that gave me, like, an anxiety attack. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Yeah, that show's pretty, like, that, 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 those kinds of questions actually do uh,
1: uh, scare me. Yeah, they uh, should. Yeah. <laughs> they, they scare They scare me. They should. Yeah. I mean, they really should. I mean, we've been, you know, anatomically human for like 200,000 years, right? Mm-hmm. So we're coming up on a time where we have to redefine 200,000 years worth of um, thinking mm-hmm. and just every, everything is going to change, right? Everything's going to, like, what would you, like, for you, for example, mm-hmm. what would you do today if you didn't have to worry about paying any bills, you didn't have to worry about building this business at all Mm -hmm. right um and there was no one left to buy your art or there was not even a reason to necessarily create art in the way that you create it Mm -hmm. what would you do with your day-to-day that see that's that's interesting because i i don't know I (laughs) i don't either yeah and and we like to think that okay well i won't change that much but we will Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we'll have to because art, especially, is a great example. It's a representation of our emotion and our feelings. Mm-hmm. What happens when our emotion and our feelings are completely different in a way that we can't fathom? And what do we do?
0: What happens when the 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 AI creates the art for us and we don't right. even have to create the art? Right, <laughs> right. And then what? Like, what so do you spend your time and doing? We watch movies so you, all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. What do you spend your time doing? How many times can you hike the same trail without getting bored? You know, how and it just becomes you,
0: you surprise Palmer Park, I'm there every day. <laughs> there, you go. there you
1: go, and it just becomes this very and it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, like the super pessimistic situation, but the, there's just a lot of thought that has to go. A lot into of people
0: it. in jail, they do push ups, yeah. they do sit ups, yeah. like uh, because gel kind of does that for you, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. You strips everything that you can do pretty much, right? Right, uh, to give you some options, but yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> and then you'll have to kind of come up with what you can do. It, you know, based based on your environment or based on what you know. So there is optimism in all of this stuff as well. Right. Maybe all this stuff will turn out to be great. But I think that we as, you know, a community and humanity have to really start thinking about how much this is going to impact our everyday life and how we function as human beings, because it's going to change mm-hmm. dramatically. And I think it's going to change dramatically in our lifetime. I think the world fifty years from now is going to be something that you cannot recognize. Um, and a well, of, I
0: mean, fifty years ago, you, you could even argue that it, you can, you won't recognize it today for sure. The internet, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, exactly, <laughs> for sure. I mean, I mean, you look can at, talk to people on the video yeah. on the other side of the world. Yeah, <laughs> but
1: but look look at look at how that ability has changed um, communication at its core. Mm-hmm. Communication and uh, it doubles, d- right? Yeah. Right, and communication as an essence has changed. Humans don't communicate not using the same method, but in the same way anymore. Mm-hmm. We're starting to get uh, a lot more submerged into symbolism and stuff like that mm-hmm. now. Emojis. Right? Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Emojis and memes. And um, I'm going to keep referencing Elon Musk because I'm thinking about Neuralink. Yeah, yeah. But something that's interesting that he said. I love said, the guy. So it's yeah, yeah. He, he
0: actually inspired me to want to go to Mars. Not to cut you off. There you well, go. I have
1: to hit this button. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That's fine. And, and one of the things that, that Elon Musk brings up is his assumption. So let me let me reference this. Is So one thing with Neuralink um, – He thinks that we're going to be able to communicate, and it's not going to be telepathically, but essentially, for lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. telepathically. And we have to think about what the process of communication is. The process of communication is you have an idea, and then it's your brain's job to compress that idea, adjust that compression to who you're talking to, and then try to deliver it to them in a way that they'll Mm -hmm. understand it.
0: And there's a... There's a the interface from the mind to the mouth. Right, exactly.
1: So you're compressing, so you can you can interact with this interface and, and get the out
0: words and yep, and get out whatever idea. And-, and the amount
1: of compression that has to happen uh, in turn, in reference to your original idea, is massive. So he's thinking, okay, well, if we can start to get away to where we can just send brainwaves to one another he assumes that that's going to be a bigger leap in communication than the invention of language itself.
0: Mm -hmm. I I, I, I believe that too. And when
1: you think about it, right? So we think about things like sympathy and empathy. What if I could just give you my mind state? Mm-hmm. Right, and now you can know not only Feelings. how I feel, <laughs> but but the perception, the history, my, everything. That's going to be a massive jump. Mm-hmm. So this technos- really fast too, like instantly. Quickly, instantly. And you don't even
0: understand why you understand
1: it. I think <laughs> right. You know? Well, and 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 to even put that uh, to extend that, what if there's something that I don't understand? Right. What if you're a rocket scientist and I'm just like I don't know some third grader or something? But we can communicate without having to compress any ideas. Well, if that's true, I mm-hmm. can probably also pull from an infinite knowledge base, something like Google, as that keeps growing. And if there's bits of that communication that I don't inherently understand, my processor can also run and pull information that I will understand to explain mm-hmm. it all at the same Use
0: time. Use AI to complement to on that too yeah. to help you the AI could think faster than, than you maybe mm-hmm. or in different ways than you and you can couple that with your brain and really it could help you figure out the solution to rocket science. Right, or <laughs> right,
1: right. And uh, a professional to a third grader and all of a sudden a third grader understands mm-hmm. and I mean really understands everything this person's trying mm-hmm. to say and feel. That's a giant leap in communication. Mm-hmm. And we've already seen a smidgen of that with social media, with yes. with the dip into symbolisms and stuff like that. Like a single meme can mean so much Mm -hmm. people use memes because oftentimes that meme is better to uh is is able to communicate better than they are able to articulate yes right so we're going to keep going down into that rabbit hole and what happens after that i have no idea i'm excited (laughs) for it i have no idea but i'm here for it yeah 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 i'm I'm game (laughs) Absolutely. so what, what do you
0: think have been some of uh uh your biggest uh successes with your business
1: um freedom yeah. most definitely. Right. I have two kids. Um, I can work remotely whenever I want. I can, for, pro- I mean, obviously you can't work whenever you want. You have deadlines and things like that, but yeah. just to be able to remove myself from having to have the responsibilities of an everyday employee, mm-hmm. um, just having to report somewhere on time. Uh, when you have kids, the amount of money that it costs to work is unbelievable. Child care is really, really expensive. Mm. Gas to and from childcare starts to get expensive. Um, uh, the, the, uh, it can be, it can become very taxing on you mentally, right? You're a hard worker. You go work a nine to five. You've been away from your kids all day. You go pick your kids up and then now you have to go be a mom or a dad Mm -hmm. after you're already absolutely exhausted from working a full day's worth of work. So just freedom and opportunity to be able to experience my children and be in their lives and kind of be present. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the biggest success. Nothing else is even close to that.
0: When you, when you asked me that question about what would I do if I had enough, if i didn't have to do all of this which it was brings me back to to that that mm-hmm. that answer cuz when i started my own business it was kind of, it feels like that level of freedom was i was doing what i wanted without having to do anything that i didn't you know, yeah, well, for,
1: <laughs> close enough right yeah. right you know, there's obviously you have to do things that you yes. don't necessarily enjoy yes but but largely you you're freed up you get mm-hmm. to do what you want without having to work around doing something that you just need to do for a paycheck
0: i can go to the mountains or go to palmer park when i feel like it yeah <laughs> exactly and of course uh i've by creating this podcast five days a week a week, I, Gave myself a job, (laughs) (laughs) right? We were talking about that before the show. It's a
1: a big responsibility. (laughs) Yes, but even still, there's a there's a, a core piece in there that you mentioned when we were talking about that is the amount of people that you get to meet. Right? Yes. Like it's, 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 it seems you seem like a very eclectic, like to talk kind of like to be having a good conversation mm-hmm. and get submerged in another individual. This provides you the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Right? And, and this was your own idea so that you got to chase, not that there's anything wrong with working or being an employee. Sometimes that fits better for people's yes. personality styles. I am a terrible it, employee.
0: It's hard to be an entrepreneur. It can be scary. Yeah, it can be it, scary.
1: And I, that's why I think it's a personality mm-hmm, type. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really do. I'm just, I'm such a bad employee. And I just, but I'm a very, very good creator. Mm-hmm. Um, I pride myself on striving to be the best boss that I can be. Um, my issue comes when I just lose the ability to be spontaneous. Right. Like what if my daughter wakes up one day or my son wakes up one day and they want to go to the mountains? Mm-hmm. Me having just at least the option to be able to make that work mm-hmm. is everything for me. Right. Uh, compared to just not having an option to do it at all. Unless maybe I have to call off. But then you have the whole psychology of that. You feel like you're failing. You'd be scared. You're going to get fired. So freedom, hands yeah. down, uh, my biggest benefit of business. What were you doing before? Well, I was a bartender before. Nice. Um, and before bartender slash personal trainer, I was. My first business, I thought about getting into personal training, and I I started. Um, I quickly found out that that isn't something that I had a passion for. Yep. So then I kind of went back to technology. Um, My dad's an IT tech, always has been. So just growing up around technology, it hasn't been as intimidating as as, uh, it can be for others. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I was a bartender slash personal trainer, kind of trying to find my way, think about what I want to do, and then I fell into
0: tech. How did you get in uh, Colorado Springs?
1: Um, I moved here, I was homeless, actually, Okay. like 10 years ago. Yeah, about 10 years ago. When you were and, 17? Yeah, well, I was homeless, well, yeah, I, I, yeah, since I was 16, pretty much. Oh, okay. Right, since I was 16, pretty much. So um, my dad moved to Colorado Springs years ago, maybe seven years ago, and I'd come out to visit him and stay with him for a little bit before okay. I went to live in North Carolina for a bit. So I just got to taste the city a little, um, and the economy brought me here. Colorado Springs is cheaper than Northern Colorado by far, so mm. I just decided that this would be the best place to be.
0: You said uh, you're you were from
1: Northern Colorado? Not from. I'm from North Carolina.
0: Okay, I thought you said North Carolina. We're yeah, like, yeah. Those, from those, those words sound similar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. From
1: North Carolina, but but spent a lot of time in Northern Colorado, okay. the Boulder County area. Um, after that, the Denver area. Mm-hmm. Then went back home to North Carolina for a little bit. Then came back out here. Um, but yeah, I just it was cheap, right? I had a friend that was down here. Um, and I was able to go stay with them and kind of get back on my feet and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and just kind of crawled myself out of the the pigeonhole
0: if you wanted cheap you should have went to kansas city
1: yeah i don't (laughs) want that cheap. i don't want that that cheap and and the reason that
0: that i the the cheap there is like the
1: hood yeah right right i mean
0: even even the nicer houses just the housing market is is cheaper altogether yeah yeah and and
1: i should say it wasn't just the economy it was a mix it's the cheapest place in colorado so so i wanted to be in colorado the cheapest place let me let me before people are like, no, it's not. That the has the cheapest a good place community. in Colorado that has a good community and enough people to grow in. Yes. So mm-hmm. when you combine all of that, that concoction is what made mm-hmm. me settle in Colorado Springs and I love it here. I'll probably be here for a very long
0: while. Yeah, I, I can say, a, I, I can't put a specific uh, number on it, right. but I know that I like it here and I'll be here for a while. Yeah, I love I it. I mean, I made a podcast that's called Colorado Springs Business Podcast. <laughs> right. I'm right. not going to go do that in New York. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, I like it. And yeah. Compared
1: to Northern Colorado, Um, you know, this is, I mean, it's a military town, so it's not necessarily going to be the same, but Mm -hmm. I think that there's going to be coming up in the near future, a whole lot of growth in tech here, which is great for me. Yes. Um, I think that this is going to be a good place for me to invest in real estate. So that's really good for me as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a good, it's it's a good place to raise a family. Like my kids like it here. So Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, why, why go, why leave?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had a question. But it just disappeared. (laughs) They do. They do that sometimes. They do that sometimes. Um, I will
1: say to add to that, um, you asked me, you know, what my biggest benefit of business has been, or what I'm most proud of. Mm -hmm. I think that also it's given me an ability to give back to the community, which Mm -hmm. is something that I really, really, really like and enjoy. Um, That's something that I was doing before business, but. With the connections that I've made in business, I can expand my reach yes. um, tenfold of what I was able to do, uh, you know, mm-hmm. when I was just like bartending or something like that. So that's where I get a lot of my personal joy. Like I'm a thinker; I like to think, mm-hmm. I like to read, and I like to give back and spend intimate time with people, having intimate conversations. Yeah. That's w- what what makes my life worth living. Um, and business gives me an opportunity to do all of that.
0: And what's cool is uh, uh, that reminded me of, of that reminded me of my business. Uh, I like to work with businesses who have good intentions like that yeah uh i like to do that specifically because i know what i can do can help them grow yeah absolutely and if i can help them grow then they can help more impact right their impact is
1: going to and that's a that's a big move right Mm -hmm. conscious businesses are 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 in and as they should be yes (laughs) i mean as they should be but it's important to be able to give Mm -hmm. back Um, you're only as strong as your weakest link, right? Mm -hmm. So being able to use some of your fortune and position to be able to give back to people who necessarily weren't as fortunate as you is something that I think is majorly beneficial. And the way that I see it, I know this country is really built on this whole idea of individualism and pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but Mm -hmm. the amount of fortune, right, like sheer good luck that goes into anybody's story who has made it, is usually substantial. Like I could have just not been born in this country at all. Yeah. And then we're having a completely different conversation. If I was born somewhere that was completely improvised. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: being born is the first one. Right. Right. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Statistically speaking. Right. And then, and
1: then it starts there and then, and then you're born into a good place. Right. Mm -hmm. Or you're born into an environment where even if it's a really bad environment, comparatively, maybe it's, just enough of an environment for you to be able to gain what you need to gain, to be able to move up um, in Mm -hmm. your economic system or whatever it may be. So I don't really, I don't know, I I can't toot my own horn that much for my own success because it very well could just not be what it Mm -hmm. is today, right? So I think always feeling like that makes me always want to help somebody out because you never know, right? You never know. There, There could be the mind of, the next Elon or Bill Gates or something like that, and they just don't have enough of a positive environment to be able to nourish that mind. So what if the help that you do provides that opportunity Mm -hmm. and then, you know, a flower blossoms? For sure. So uh, I love helping.
0: Yeah, same here. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking, I've been playing with this pin in my hand this whole time, Mm -hmm. and this button has the power to stop that recording. And I hope I didn't do that. (laughs) Okay, good. Good, good,
1: good, good, good. If,
0: if If you saw me kind of like... My eye, my mind wandered a little bit right there. That's what I was worrying about. No, no, no you're fine. You're fine. You're okay. fine. You're fine. All right, cool. Because I was, I was thinking, dang, that would suck if yeah. that happened. Yeah, you're good, man. All right, cool. Well, uh, is there anything specific uh, you'd like to promote today?
1: Oh, not really. No. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 own a, I own way more businesses than one, right? I mm-hmm. own um, a cleaning business. Um, I own a real estate investing business. I own a cookie business. Cookie um, or cooking? Cookie cookie a dessert business okay a, a nice local cookie delivery business but i just don't really kind of care about all that stuff that much it's just business right yeah. like I, I need to make a living i don't really care how much money i make um i'm in all, that same boat yeah that's all yeah. that's all fine and dandy i don't I, i'm not as much as i'm involved in business i'm not really a fan of it right okay. so if i <laughs> it's just it's just it's 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 a necessity and i in you know my company is great and we're growing we have clients nationwide. Um, all the way from corporate clients to local businesses and we apply ourselves and we do a great job, but that doesn't mean that that's a highlight of my life. Mm-hmm. Really helping people and reading books is like the biggest thing to me. It's just, I, and being a father, right? Mm-hmm. right, And then being um, a good boyfriend to my girlfriend and all the all this stuff like that, that's where I get my enjoyment out of. So nice. if I was to promote anything at all, it wouldn't be business. It would just be community stuff that I'm working on and building a bunch of little libraries to go across Colorado Springs right mm-hmm. now. Um, building 32 of them Teamed up with Generation Wild and Royal Rustic Customs um, to help the first round. Uh, Generation Wild helped fund the first round. Royal Rustic Customs is helping build all 32. We're building eight per month. How do you get the books for them? Donations. Donations are fine. Donations are fantastic. Um, Purchase them if need be Mm -hmm. um, for my company. Um, uh, The library, Pikes Peak Library District has has, has offered to help. Nice. Um, Donate some books as well. So it's a real community based mm-hmm. project. The news has come out and covered it a couple of times and all that stuff is yeah. fine and dandy. Um, but I just it gives me a chance to get literature out mm-hmm. into the community. Right. These things hold about 70 to 100 books oh, a piece, wow. depending on uh, how thick the books are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you do the math on that. I get a chance to get 3000 books to the community. And I should say that we're focusing on the southeast side of Colorado Springs because they just don't get as much love um, okay. socioeconomically. Nice. So that would be the only thing that I really want to promote. All the other business stuff is, you know, you can find us and type in "commerce puzzle" will come up. But nice, you know, sweet. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: how do you get on? How did you get on the news? Um, for the like, like
1: the method or
0: yeah, like a method for like a business owner who yeah most yeah to yeah their stuff. yeah.
1: So so again, community based, right? Yes. So um, <laughs> there's a group called the uh 411 for 719. I think that's what it's called. And um I just posted in there that I was had this project going on. okay, and that I was looking for people to donate some books, and then somebody from Fox 21 News came and reached out. Um, nice. and then somebody from KOAA came out and reached out. But to give people an idea, because um, I, I spoke to both journalists, and what they've said is technology is drastically changing what they do and how they do it. Mm-hmm. So these uh, journalists are like looking for community-based, um, groups on Facebook where people communicate because mm-hmm. that's a really good place to mine stories from because you yeah. have everybody in the community being involved and and you know asking for recommendations or what not and I've seen a lot of things that are on the news in this city um, birth there yeah. nice yeah uh where and it's called the 719 the 411 for 719 411 for 719 it's something like, I'm, I'm I'm probably messing up okay. the exact words but if you t- type it up in in facebook you'll be able to find it i'm actually a moderator for the group so oh, I should nice. know the exact the exact that's but that, that's a new that's a new thing though i was just yeah, became a yeah. moderator like 2 weeks ago news coverage came before the whole moderation um aspect. Okay. yeah uh, um the owner of the group had reached out to me and asked me if i wanted to moderate um but that is how all of my news coverage ever that has come and it's been I think it's been like three or four times now oh wow has come from Facebook from community-based groups okay mm-hmm. sweet because
0: I really want to uh get this show covered on the news oh yeah that's, that's why I'm asking because I think that would be a good spot to grow my my, my viewership could potentially double overnight with if I did that most definitely yeah. just but yeah
1: <laughs> post in that post I'll, I'll send you an are you in that group I don't know I don't think so I'll send you invite to join the group all right cool yeah yeah, yeah. and then and that's a good place to to post Keep it organic, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Just you know, you're you're a community-based company, right? You don't want to say, "Hey, I'm looking for news coverage." Obviously, for the yes. business owners that are listening, but if you have a legitimate um, company culture and you're trying to do a positive thing, um, they'll find you. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, don't
0: don't say, "I'm looking for to get." My show covered on the news? I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, you
1: might be able to be that direct, right? You might be able to be that direct. I would recommend just going and posting exactly what you do. Okay. Right? And sometimes people have a hard time talking about what they do. Mm -hmm. Okay, so.
0: Well, I kind of want to frame it in a way where people get the idea to... Reach out to the news, right? <laughs> right,
1: and and well, the whole thing here is where because if I just post an episode, people might not even
0: think. To and 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 that and that's
1: what I'm saying is you got you got to think about how you how you communicate what your company does, right? I think that you would not be well served if you said, "Hey, I have a podcast where um, I talk to business owners in Colorado Springs." While that's true, mm-hmm. that doesn't describe why you have contribution from the community, Mm -hmm. right? This is a community-based podcast Ah, where you give local business owners an opportunity to grow Mm -hmm. their platform and tell their story. That sounds completely different than either posting an episode or saying, I run a podcast, right? Like you are about the community. You care about that, right? When I leave here, you're going to care. The next person that comes in, you're going to care. That's just something who is built into who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. So that will be able to, to get you the attention that you want. Um, you could always ask for news coverage. That's mm-hmm. possible. You can literally email, yeah, email journalists yeah. and stuff like that and say, hey, I'm doing this. Would you like to cover it? Um, or you can take that route as well. Either one, if you do it the right way. Could you connect me with that journalist you talked to? Yes, Of see. course. Yes, Of course. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yes. <Nice. laughs> like I'll, I'll send you some information. <laughs> cool, cool. <That's>, I got <laughs> stuff to for you. Um, and then, yeah, I can you know shoot her a text and tell her that I have a recommendation for a story or something like that. Um, but I, d- I definitely think you would be well-served just getting what you do out there. Yes. Yeah. Like not very many people care about the community in mm-hmm. the way that somebody who is actively trying to support it does. Right? This town has 500,000 people in it, probably more than that now. Mm-hmm. And only a handful of those 500,000 really are very conscious about the community and trying to uplift them and do things of that nature. Well,
0: even doing 20 episodes a month, that's only like what, 200 and something episodes a year? Mm-hmm. That's only 200 and something business owners a year. Yeah. So, like, it's. There's a ton of room. It's a, It's massive amount of work yes but it's still like a, just a drop literally <laughs> literally
1: and a ton of room and as the city grows right you have m- more and more of an opportunity mm-hmm. to talk to to talk to business owners and i think you are a perfect example we rewind two years ago this can't exist literally not in the city because you weren't here
0: oh that's funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> right
1: so then who's going to be here in two years yeah. that's doing something um for the community that cares about it mm-hmm. that's just not here yet maybe yeah and you know
0: i've i've had a uh, done podcast before, mm-hmm. I've had lots of experience. I even did a similar podcast to this, a similar format. I mean, like where it was five episodes a week. Right. And I was talking to hip-hop artists all across the world. Right, right, and right. And that that was a lot of work. But that kind of helped me be able to be in a position to even have the audacity to do this podcast. Yes, yeah,
1: <laughs> absolutely. I do a podcast myself. And one thing that I always ask every guest is, why do you do what you do? Right? Mm-hmm. We were agents. We have free will. Why are you not just like doing so, anything else. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you're helping the community. Why? Mm-hmm. why like I always ask them why. And then when you ask this, why question, you get a lot of interesting tidbits and, and your story is very interesting because you doing something else, right. With the hip hop community gave you an opportunity to build up this skill set, to be mm-hmm. able to produce something that looks this good. Um, and is this involved in the community? And now you're using all of that skill to focus back in on the community when you could just not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you have the option not to do any of this. True that. So yeah, so so there's t- there're a lot of people like there out there. Uh, excuse me, a lot of people out there like that and I think that this platform is going to be something mm-hmm. that gives those type of people a voice.
0: I think it, it gives a uh a, it's a unique unique way to let the community get familiar with the business owners. Yeah. And see, I don't want to like I'm in some groups I since I do 5 episodes a week, mm-hmm. uh I I'm always scared of like bombarding those groups date with with an episode every day.
1: You uh, should be because nobody wants that, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just too much, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the moderator is not going to approve the same thing every single day. Mm-hmm. Um but that doesn't mean that you still can't communicate in those groups daily or every single day every post doesn't have to be an episode some posts can be you looking for your next podcast Mm -hmm. some posts can be you just not including a video link at all and say hey i met somebody on the podcast a couple weeks ago they're doing a really cool thing in the community here's a link to go do something with them so you have so much content at your fingertips Mm -hmm. that you can literally post a different type of message every single day mm-hmm. that's relevant and real and socially conscious um and genuine and be good to go that builds your platform at the same time that it gives the other person the opportunity to do whatever they're doing mm-hmm. right so yeah it's definitely an option for
0: sure and like maybe there are certain groups where we're having one one episode monday through friday t- isn't a problem for them right, like right maybe that actually they like that
1: test, <laughs> test the room man yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. that's all it's about <laughs> test the room get the energy in the room Um, And I think, and this is, this is funny because we're, we're starting to revert back to what we do for business, right? This would be almost like a brand strategy consultation where we want to go in and extract the whole point of what it is that you do. So then we can build a system that represents what it is that you do. Mm -hmm. Right. Does that, that, that makes sense? So, so that's, that's uh, the um, direction that we take to Mm -hmm. developing software. Right. So like, what do you do? So we're going to build you a website that represents what you do, how you want to do it and how you want to get it done. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of touching base back on what we do. But yeah, man, just test the room. Maybe one group is better to be flooded with content because they appreciate it or even need it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe another group will only let you do it once a week. But Mm -hmm. the other six days or five days in a week, however your work week is. You can post things that are positive representation of your company, right? Mm-hmm. So you're still generating this, uh, or excuse me, generating this traction um, and staying, you know, relevant in people's minds. But it's not always just with posting a, a link to a video or something. For sure,
0: yeah. like maybe because a lot of the groups I'm in are business groups. Maybe even take a picture of my brand new business card and be Ooh. like, "We got new business cards." That's, that's it. That's <laughs> and it. what's cool is it does have the, the the culture or the the message that I'm trying to, to get across right on the business card yeah. too. So it's like I'm actually going to read it. A daily show that provides a high-quality platform for business owners and entrepreneurs so that we can motivate, inspire, and educate others.
1: Right. Motivate, inspire, and educate others. So mm-hmm. so if, if you were our client, we would say you have a responsibility for every move that you make to encapsulate what you just said. Mm-hmm. Everything. It has yeah. to be you, – you, people have to feel that. And posting so these business cards is, that, is, that is would a method, so method of that. Exactly. <laughs> it's a method of that. Right. Instead of just posting maybe a video with no description. Right. Mm-hmm. So then if we're going to post videos right daily, how do we post videos with that in mind? Well, mm-hmm. you know, you go back, you're editing, you're listening, and you find the one thing that that business owner either overcame or the one thing that that business owner is working on. Mm-hmm. And you post that as a caption to the video that you're posting. Yeah. So it highlights exactly what that person. Well, I do. write
0: show notes for each episode, too. Oh. And. That's a nut. Like, there's a lot of work in the. A lot. I make a thumbnail. I write a a a a show note that has that has like kind of describes maybe in a like three to five sentences what the episode is or or what the guest does, and then it has a link to that that guest website and Mm -hmm. then a link to the Patreon.
1: Right, and all of that represents your because you don't have to include their website. You don't have Mm -hmm. to include the show notes. Yes, that's all of that (laughs) represents how you feel at the heart and core Mm because you know what you could do and I'm not a writer either right 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 so many grammar errors (laughs) (laughs) but but you're but you're doing what you need to do Mm -hmm. to get your culture across because at the same time it's the the same question why do you do what you do you could just not include anything about them you could just be using these people for content and then making sure you put up a donation Mm -hmm. link that goes directly to you so you're getting money you're not doing that though because you care about the content that's on the show Mm -hmm. you care about the words that are coming out of these people's mouths and then you're also trying to highlight that after you record and Edit the video and mm-hmm. post it up. That stuff will show, and it does show in yeah. the long run for sure.
0: And I want—I really want to be doing four clips a day from each episode. Yeah, because those clips help the—the—the the, the, almost a client help the guest mm-hmm. uh, have promotional even more promotional pieces of content. Because some of those clips that I cut uh, are like exactly what the business does or maybe they have a new product that in that i cut that clip now they can use that clip and share it and now they have a a high quality professional looking piece of content right right they could use for free what what is your email it's uh andrew hasley at gmail.com what is the business email here a cos cos business podcast at gmail.com so it sounds like
1: somebody needs to email that yes be an intern right
0: right well, I actually i have i have a couple interns in, in the there, works. There yeah. you go. There you go.
1: It sounds like that's where you're at. It yeah, sounds yeah. like that's where you're at. Get an intern, make that possible, mm-hmm. right?
0: Well, I was paying someone fifteen dollars a day to to there goes all my interns no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, to, that's funny <laughs> yeah, to 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 edit oh. to to edit the four clips right 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 and right, right, right. but you know like since the business, uh, the podcast is not generating income it's not a wise idea to be paying for that cuz i'm already that already 300 having, bucks a month yes and right. i already have an overhead for the for, for the, the office right <laughs> yeah You're right yeah so no. it's like now i got to either not do it or just t- or I can't even find the time to do it. I would love to find the time to do it. but Well, I, well I, I in internships can
1: also be mutually beneficial outside of a monetary contribution. Mm-hmm. You can trade. I, we do this often, by the way. If anybody ever wants to trade, it doesn't matter what it is. If you want to trade something for some software, I'm always into it. I'm always down oh, nice. for it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I love bartering. Yeah. But you can always trade your skill set. Mm-hmm. right and instead of having to pay somebody you can have somebody come in and obviously as long as it's done in good faith and ethical you can have somebody come in and say hey trade me your labor and I'll trade you my time in order to teach you how to do something you know maybe they need to be taught how to run these cameras maybe they need to be taught how to mm-hmm. get into videography editing, maybe, yeah, yeah that's editing. one of the
0: interns uh, it's uh one of my uh hunt uh, one of my recent guests their son was in the office too 17. And, uh, they said that he, he would be willing to, he said that he'd be willing to, sorry, my bad. No, you're fine. He said he'd be willing to intern. Yeah. (laughs)
1: yeah, I mean, and yeah, as long as you, I mean, deals can be made outside of, Mm -hmm. you know, and oftentimes that's the whole idea of bootstrapping, right? Mm -hmm. You gotta, you gotta figure it out. Right. Okay. So the software
0: that I need, I tried to look it up. There's a few of them out there, but they're not that good or too expensive. Uh, I, I, for a second, I thought that maybe I might be creating something right now, Mm -hmm. uh, and and but then I was like, someone's had to have done this before, and I'll get to that. And uh, you you familiar with uh, OBS? Yes. Uh, it's open software, uh, so you can write code for it. Right, open source software. Yeah. Yep, and yep, yep. uh, yeah, open source. Mm-hmm. And it's what's cool about that. What I need is this has one input, this has one input, and when this reaches a certain decibel to trigger camera one, and then when that reaches its, when that, that one's hot, active has has input coming into it, uh, trigger camera two. Right. And that way, I don't have to go in the editing room and switch the cameras. It'll automatically switch based on who's speaking. I had that idea because I'm like, well, Zoom does that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zoom will automatically switch based on who's speaking. I was like, that can't be too far-fetched. But really, there hasn't really been a need for it to really be developed. I don't even think OBS has it yet.
1: Yeah, or yeah.
0: No one's really developed it yet. So I do need that developed. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: if it's open source software, you just have the opportunity to go in, create a module, inject it into the code base, and then it does what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the process for that will be dependent on what language that, that's written in, mm-hmm. how often they update their software. So you need to make sure that whatever module that you create to work and coincide with that software is synchronized throughout all kind of updates. But if you are using any type of open source software, it doesn't really become a question of if it's possible it's just how and how much That that's yeah. really all it is that's really all it is yeah no, it's definitely sure. possible
0: yeah yeah so that's something that i i'm looking into because i could have a switcher right here and switch it automatically during the episode but how am i going to focus right, on the guest right uh, when i'm worried about when, when the screen's on what if i forget yeah, or what if I'm too deep in the conversation so it's like automatic or have an intern to, to be on the switchers yeah uh, but uh, and that's what most people do uh traditionally there hasn't been uh, a need for like a one man band uh podca- video high quality podcast. So it's, it's coming <laughs> though. It's <yes>. coming. <laughs> yes. so the
1: need is coming and you're right here. You need it. Right. Yes. So then so the need <laughs> is here and it's coming. But yeah, if the if the software is open source, there's mm-hmm. literally nothing stopping you sweet from being able to implement something like that.
0: And I there maybe I just didn't look far, far enough. I think maybe someone might have done something similar for OBS. But, like, I've spent, like, 30 minutes to an hour trying, you trying to find it. Where were you looking? Uh, internet. <laughs> do, you, do you know what sites?
1: Uh, YouTube, uh, the Google, uh, just the... <laughs> St- sites like Stack Overflow and GitHub, which are sites that people... Were- they distribute something called a repository. You can distribute your code on there. Mm-hmm. Right. So people solve all kinds of software engineer problems and ask all kind of software engineer questions and you get all kinds of software engineer answers on there. Mm-hmm. So it's like Google, right? Stack overflow. GitHub is like Google for software development issues. Okay. So you might, um, benefit yourself by looking there okay um all that stuff is not necessarily going to pop up on google per se Mm -hmm. uh, if you just type in you know hey how do i solve this problem with this open source software but if you hop on those websites specifically and then put that information in there um you could probably either find an answer or at least somebody who has found a workaround or is working on something that may be a workaround
0: yeah yeah because there's a uh there's there's a, a piece of hardware that does it but it's mm-hmm. like 500 dollars, something like that right and then there's i think there there might be some other software i gotta hit this button one more time yeah, and no, then we we'll are probably gonna
1: wrap up. Yeah, yeah no problem no problem no problem
0: so <laughs> it's not it's it's not even necessary for it to shut off at 30 minutes but they put that in there it's like a, it's like one of those uh things they put on governor. the cars governor, governor yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a governor yeah, that's,
1: that's not good yeah, yeah. So,
0: so i mean there's a way around it i can actually connect the wi-fi Straight to OBS mm-hmm. and just you know capture the screen and it'll it'll stay on for more than thirty minutes. Yeah. Uh, but and that's one thing I want to do because if I can str- feed all my footage into OBS and have it automatically switching, I don't really have to
1: edit. <laughs> do, do you do you have an with doing these things five days a week? Do you have time to be able to 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 solve those issues?
0: Exactly, that's the problem.
1: Right? You might want to take. I mean, you might give yourself a week off. A week off for 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 construction. Mm-hmm. Brick and mortars do it all the time. Yes, you know
0: we are booked out for the next two weeks. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: maybe maybe you know it doesn't have to be anytime soon, but yeah, you know, yeah. close for renovations. Yeah, right. Just because uh, there's you know a whole bunch of tech in here doesn't mean you don't still need to renovate and optimize. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, business owners as well. Don't be scared to take a second and, and, and reorganize and yeah. benefit from your growth because you got to plan for success, right? Mm-hmm. Just as we plan for failure and you're needing to do all of this stuff, right? You're thinking about all this stuff because of the success that the podcast has had this far. Mm-hmm. um, not necessarily because of the limitations that it has, mm-hmm. you know, what you want to do, where you want to go. So, you know, cause, and I say that because sometimes entrepreneurs, we as entrepreneurs, we get this, uh, like this guilt trip mm-hmm. for taking time off. I know that I do sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So so you know, don't be scared to step back and reorganize and renovate and come back even stronger. Yeah, for yeah.
0: sure. Well, I've got to wrap this episode up actually. Let's do it. Uh so so yeah, this has been the Colorado Springs Business Podcast. Uh, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Excellent. <laughs> Have a good one. All right, cool.